And that's what I was referring to earlier. We're not waiting for the facts. We're just jumping straight to yeah. how can I get I'm going to align with how one can side. my team win here? Yep. How can my political yep. team win here? Yep. So I'm going to voice my opinion on gun control or I'm going to voice my opinion on you can't take my guns. And that's we jumped there so fast. The 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 story had barely even broke and people were already ready to jump to whatever political ideology they had. You know, normally these Wednesday episodes are, at least lately, have been focused around fitness, how to improve your physical body, um, and, and obviously it's been a great, great new addition, and, and people have really enjoyed it. Uh, I think today, though, with the recent events, uh, we felt it necessary to address, obviously, and what we're talking about uh, is the Uvalde shooting, um, and the day this episode that you're listening to this... It's been a week and three or four days since it happened. The day we're recording it is the same week. Um, just pulling the curtain back for you guys. But uh, we did want to address it. Obviously, it's a big you know, story right now, big issue, big, big talking point. And, um, but I do think there is some value in, in having a few days to let it digest. And, and, you know, at this point, again, a week and a half later, I'm curious, you know, yeah. if I'm forward thinking here, I'm curious how top of mind it is for a lot of people anyway. Mm -hmm. um, so it's good to bring it back up. It's an important discussion to have. And just wanted to give our thoughts, wanted to give, um, you know, address that there's just 100 different talking points yeah. right now. Yeah. First, first and foremost, um, I think you're exactly right. Um, Instead of reacting, instead of, we talked about critical thinking, we talked about nuances, we talked about um, over the last few weeks, and it's, and something as devastating as this, to be able to process it immediately and have answers um, is an unrealistic expectation. Um, you know, I think over the last week and a half, by the time we're listening to this, um, people are going to hear opinions um, both you know, on both political sides. And, and, and the, the saddest part about this is this has been made to be a political event. Mm -hmm. um, first and foremost, we have to be there for the families of the victims, for the kids at the school, um, because this is an event that is going to forever change their life. Um, it, is, it is going to affect them. There is, there is going to be a lot, a lot of emotions and um, fears and challenges that, that, that these kids and these teachers and these families in Uvalde are going to have to work through. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and honestly, the, the community, um, and I mean, on a, on a bigger scale, parents across the country, um, this is, this has been a hard week for, for Tiffany and I, uh, for, for many reasons. Um, one, we're heartbroken, heartbroken for the families. Um, and, and you can't, 
I can't overemphasize it enough is like literally heartbroken for them that that they they had to go through they have to go through something like this because of something so evil and and it, you're you're thinking about them first but it's it's kind of impossible not to then not to then look at at, at your own kids mm-hmm. and you know this is the last week of school for our kids and um i mean thank god we go to school in a district that I think responded um, appropriately, responded compassionately. Um, they responded uh, quickly, um, and they immediately, uh, even even when the news broke, we got a call from the school district that they were increasing police on campus. All the doors are locked. Um, one point of uh, ingress, egress. But he, but the when the superintendent called all the parents, like the uh, the amount of compassion and empathy not only for the victims in Uvalde but also for the for the parents, and saying we are our job is to protect your kids. Like you have trusted us to protect your kids, and and we're going to do so. Um, but I, what has killed me the last week is is watching this unfold. And seeing the things happen that people are taking advantage of the platform for their own benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I don't even want to call attention to names. I don't want, because I don't want to give credit to the people. Right. I don't even want to talk about it. But it's, it's heartbreaking. And I, and, I, and I want to stay away from putting anybody down, using any negative language, because... All I hear is both sides. Like, you know, the the right is saying it's your fault. The left is saying, you know, I, it's just it's it's awful that it's it's this because we're losing sight of the big picture, and we're going to get into that. Like, what our opinions are, and and again, these are opinions too. Let's let's be let's be honest. Um, ben and I and David sitting over here, we don't have the answers. Our governors don't have the answers. Our superintendents and school districts don't have the answers. Our Congress definitely doesn't have the answers. The Senate doesn't have the answers. Our president for sure doesn't have the answers. Mm -hmm. We don't have the exact answers because this is such a complex issue that you can't... Now, I do think that there's fairly simple solutions, but they're not the solutions that people want to hear. Yeah. Um, but I, I wanted to start this episode off just again, recognizing and giving our condolences and compassion for those, um, that are going to be going through this, went through it and are going to be dealing with the consequences of an evil, evil action over a long time. And our hearts break for you. Our prayers are with you and, um, again, we all need to rally behind you and support you and just show you love right now. The time is not to make a political stand, not to make an example out of it. The time right now is, is, to, is to open our arms, embrace those that are crushed right now. Yeah. 
Yeah, and along those lines, you know, I forget the movie. It's a Pixar movie about your brain and the different emotions and memories and, you know, oh, what I'm yeah, what's uh, Inside Out. Or Inside Out, yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. And they talk about core memories. Mm-hmm. You know, when I think of core memories as a kid, I think of trips we took. I think of, you know, great Christmases. I think of time with family. Mm-hmm. And to your point, this is going to be a core memory for these kids and these parents and these families forever. Mm-hmm. Like when they look back on their childhood, this is going to be a big part of that. Mm-hmm. And how sad that is that this has to be a part of now for the rest of their life. Yeah. They have to live with that for the rest of it. I don't know if you heard, and again, timeline's all jacked up by the time you're hearing this, but the guy, the husband of the teacher who passed away yesterday, did you hear about this? Mm-hmm. He died of a heart attack two days after the shooting because of so much grief that his wife passed away. They have four kids. So now four that kids. That was the teacher that had four. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So her husband just died I yesterday did, of a heart attack. So it would have been last that. week by the time you're hearing this recording. But now there's four kids without parents. So the, the ramifications are only beginning. It's not like it's over now because of, you know, the event is over. It's the ripple effect is going to be felt for literal genera- or literal years at this point. And you know how I process things. I, I just, my mind immediately goes to lists and, you know, trying to think through and critical thinking because you're right. There is no easy solution. There is no easy fix. It's going to take a multitude of things to be better going forward. And so I just thought that there were five main thoughts that I, you know, when I sat down and I really wanted to dig through this in my mind. And you touched on a lot of them, and, and I wanted to go through those and get your, get your thoughts, get your feelings on this. How can we – and I think the most important thing is what can you and I do, mm-hmm. and David, as parents, as members of a community, mm-hmm. what can we do going forward? Unfortunately, we're never going to eradicate this completely. I don't think there's any solutions that will completely eradicate it. It's, we're not going to find a utopia all of a sudden. Yeah. But how can we make it better? That's yep. the point, is, is how can we improve. And the first thought that comes to mind as I reflect back on the last week is our weird obsession with commenting before we have all the answers or before we have all the facts. Yeah. That's the first thing that sticks out to me, yeah. is how many people are immediately going to Twitter, mm-hmm. You know, how many people are reporting things, before we even know, it's like we immediately call upon our personal experience and we want to make sure everybody knows our opinion right now. Yeah. And, and I'm not t- just talking politicians. I'm talking people that I love and respect on, you know, in person and in yep. life are doing this online. They're making their opinions known on Facebook. And again, I get it. It's a big topic. But why do we um, have to feel like we need to uh, make our immediate points made before we hear any of the details it just makes you look uninformed it makes you look emotional like you're making these comments out of pure emotion as opposed to logic and reasoning and that's so that was the first thing that stuck out to me is just how many of us and just just in general our weird obsession with having to be the first to comment having yeah. to be the first one on the scene yeah so so again this is a this is a very very complicated situation um 
there's a lot of investigation that still has to happen. There's a lot of bit. There's there's reports that still have to be written, finalized, assessed. Um, and and I'll bring up an example. Um, and then kind of maybe answer, give my thoughts on 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 your question on why. Um, but one is okay. So one of the big things currently right now and again we'll probably have more answers when the show airs but is why did the police wait 40 minutes before entering yeah entering the i've noticed uh, there's a lot of opinions on that right so again opinions Mm -hmm. um what what has not been discussed you know yes parents that were there if i was there would i sit and wait while i know that my child is in that school and there's an active shooter hell no like Police, you're going to have to tase me or shoot me from... St- I get it. Right. Trust me. Like, but here's the thing. Is any sort of hostage situation, um, any, any time that, um, anytime that a, uh, a criminal, an active shooter has weapons and has the ability to take more lives and you just go in guns a-blazing how many more lives are put at risk, yeah. right? So there's protocols put in, in place. You've got to be strategic in that. You way. have to. You, I mean, if you watched any cop movie in the 90s, you know <laughs> that you can't, just wa- you can't just go blowing in and because, again, if you provoke, what, how many more lives could right. be lost, right. right? So you don't know that. So we don't know all the facts. We don't know why they were strategically waiting. Okay, hey, was he continuing to fire? I haven't heard any reports on, hey, over that 40 minutes, was he shooting the entire time? Mm-hmm. Or was he not? Was he, was he stopped? Okay, if he's, if he's stopped, okay. I don't, I don't know the policies of that police department. Neither does 99.9% of the country that's commenting on it. Right. So why did they wait 40 minutes? I don't know. Was it right? I don't know. Did they even really wait 40 minutes? Who knows? Correct. Because we're getting conflicting. Called, right? We're getting conflicting reports on what actually went down that's anyway. Right. In so general. Before you before you make an assumption to something, like like you said, just pause and let's try to find the facts. Yeah. Like let's try to understand truly what happened because time magazine or uh the new york times is reporting one thing the washington post is reporting another thing cnn is posting a different thing and fox news is posting something else yeah so it's like okay it's back to that whole conversation like how can we trust any information that we're getting from the media so it's really hard so look let the dust settle and i get from a media perspective that obsession there's a there's a financial gain to be the first yeah so i that that not, not that i not that support it justifies, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. not yeah. that I support it, but I understand it. Yeah. But Sharon on Facebook or whoever, whoever you are, yeah. there is no gain for you making your opinion felt yeah. immediately yeah. So, when you don't have all so the facts. So here's, here's the, again, to your point, like, why do we do this, right? And I just picked a name that was, I don't know, a, <laughs> I don't know a specific I know Sharon. You were, who you were <laughs> thinking of the, but the Sharon that we both Well, yeah, that, sure. that's exactly what I was thinking. Sharon, hey, keep your comments to yourself. Um, but... The Sharon just sounds like a name that would yeah. do something like that. Yeah. <laughs> just mixing it up from Karen. Um, so we are, we are such a one it now, one it now, one it now culture, whether it's material things. But here's the thing, too, is that because we are so impatient with things, 
we're impatient even to sit in our own thoughts mm -hmm. and we're impatient to actually the whole critical thinking thing. We don't even have the patience to like think through something before we actually make a decision yeah. to process. So what we want to do is we see this, we see the immediate reactions from people and we feel like we've got to have a reaction too yeah. because we have that FOMO of like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got to react too. Mm -hmm. I've got to have a reaction. So I'm going to react like, well, and it's else. the social capital of, I need people to know that I care. Yes. Yeah. So not only is it fun to jump into the group, but mm -hmm. if I don't, people are going to think I just don't care. That's right. That's right. And this is, this is the first public thing talking about this that I'm sure you and I both, because you're not posting about it. You haven't posted about it yet. No, I, I rarely post anyway. Yeah. But yeah, I'm certainly not. Unless it, yeah, never mind. This, this is the episode to make jokes. I, um, I've, I've said this before. I, I'll keep saying it, but. The coach, his, his line, if you can't improve the silence, yeah, stay quiet. Yes. There's, there's plenty of opinions out there. You don't need an extra opinion from That's me. That's right. That's right. <laughs> other, than, other than this conversation, which we can be nuanced, we can yeah. go more in depth. Mm -hmm. I can't really go nuanced in a paragraph on no. Facebook. No, exactly. Or Instagram. Exactly. Anyway. Exactly. So, so I just think that as a, as a culture, um, we, are, we are being duped into thinking that we are adding value by adding opinion. Yeah. And yeah. That, and that's not the case. And, and again, I, I'm not saying that there's not value in voicing your opinion and having discussions, but mm. I just think it's odd that we want to be so quick to judge everything. Yeah. And the other thing too, is like the opinion, it has to be for one side or the other too. Yeah. Because of, because of the division in the country, you have to align with one side or the other. Right. Like, Man, I go back to, in the, in the book that we're reading right now and we're going through, it, it references Dr. King a lot. Common humanity politics. Yeah. yeah. That, was, that was going to be my point number two. Yeah, so let's yeah. transition. Well, it's just number two, how quickly, like you couldn't even snap your fingers how fast it took yeah. for people to jump immediately to their political ideologies. Like you said earlier, the left... Oh, gun control, gun control, gun control. The right? No, you don't. Don't take away my guns. Protect my amendment, right? I don't know why I just put a weird accent on that. <laughs> a hillbilly right winger. <laughs> well, if you're going to do an accent, yeah. do an accent on both sides. <laughs> but no, but seriously, yeah. that, that was like, yeah. and that's what I was referring to earlier. We're not waiting for the facts. We're just jumping straight to yeah. how can I get? I'm gonna align with. How one can side. my team win here? Yep. How can my political yep. team win here? Yep. So I'm gonna voice my opinion on gun control, or I'm gonna voice my opinion on you can't take my guns. And that's we jumped there so fast that the the story had barely even broke, and people were already ready to jump to whatever political ideology they had. And as I started the episode, that is so disheartening. Yes. That actually made, I've had some hope along the way, and I still have hope, yeah. because I was actually thinking this on the way down here, about how social media life is so different than what I experience day to day in person with people, actual human beings. Mm -hmm. But anyway, it did dishearten me, because I thought the hope is something like this would bring us together, yeah. and yeah. immediately... Within yep. nanoseconds, it split us yep. apart just again. And you know what's crazy, too, is that even when that rhetoric is used, because I've heard a few people say, hey, listen, we are, all, we are all in this together. We need to all come together. Then they're attacked right. for making that point. Right. 
It's because there's no ramifications for attacking somebody anymore. Yeah. You know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, if I had a disagreement with you, I had to bring it up to you in person. Yeah. And there's a chance you might punch me in the face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now I can get behind a computer, be completely anonymous or not anonymous, but there's really not much you can do about it. And again, yeah. media has an incentive to report quickly. Yeah. In this scenario, politicians have an incentive to jump to their side of the aisle. Yeah. But I'm talking about normal, again, normal people that I respect and love are immediately jumping towards gun control or immediately jumping towards don't take away. Like, they're not even considering anything else other than how am I going to get points for my political team here? Yeah. And that is so disheartening to yeah. think that not even something like this could bring us yeah. to common ground. Yeah. Yeah, and so I think of, like, I think of 9-11, right? Like, that was one of the most tragic events in U.S. history, right? But, um, yeah, go ahead. So, so uh, one, uh, okay. No, no, I'm with you. Here's, I'm not arguing that. Here's the, here, is, here is where our country has gone, right? That was, that was an outside enemy attacking us. We came together. Like, I've, like I've not seen in my lifetime. Let me ask you that. this. About that. Yeah. Had that happened in 2022, do you think our reaction would have been the same? No. That's, that, that, that's where I'm going Sorry. with it. I no, that's like, no you're, but you're <laughs> on it. Where we have shifted as a country because of the divisiveness, because of the split, because of just where we, where we are moving is our enemies are no longer external. Like, think about even just... Think about the Russia thing, right? Like that, that poten- that's, a, that's an external enemy. Think about China. That's a, that potentially could be an external enemy. Mm-hmm. That's not even talked about anymore. That's not even, even the Ukraine deal. Like now we have half the people saying, no, 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 no we shouldn't support them. Or no, no, no. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Putin, yeah, whatever. But like there's some other political reason. Now it's not about Putin invading a country mm-hmm. for his own gain. Mm-hmm. It's, it's about, oh, well. This side of the party accepted bribes and, and he's working with them. And it, and it becomes, because again, we have, we have external enemies and I'm throwing up air quotes if, we're ju- if you're just listening. We have these external enemies, but we don't care about that. We how, have enemies within. How quickly within. we make every scenario about us. <laughs> about us. The biggest enemy is the Republican Party or the Democratic Party. That's what it is. And now we are literally at war. So, so now we're using the despicable murder of children as a vehicle to attack the other side the Mm -hmm. enemy yeah and so again to your point had that happened today it would be some sort of political political gain oh you didn't do this policy you're you're too weak on Mm -hmm. on military uh military enforcement or you're not doing this or you're not doing this or or you're you're getting oil from them and and it's like it's never ending right it's in, it's, and again, it's we are we are literally turning on each other, and we are we are in the direction of imploding from within. Mm-hmm. And guess what? China, Russia, they're just watching. Like we don't even have to do anything. Yeah. Like we'll poke the bear every once in a while, we're, and we're gonna let you do it yourself. I, I heard this quote one time. It's like if if this wasn't a conspiracy to ruin the country then what would they have done differently? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if this isn't some sort of grand yeah. scheme to yeah. get us to 
to fall as a nation, yeah, then what would be done differently to get us to fall as a nation? I, I, I mean, I we know, the, it I is know. it is playing out oh, perfectly if you're goodness. an outside observer here. Because again, as I mentioned earlier, Martin Luther King, when he when there was an issue, when there was a division in the country, the beauty of of his strategy was unite mm-hmm. uniting everybody we are all in this together but we can't have that conversation anymore right. we can't have that we're all in this together oh no 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 you're you're a white straight male or you're a uh you're a trans um a, a trans persian female and or you're a conservative or you're a liberal or you, it, there's all these divisions because and, and will not accept the fact that we are all Americans. Mm-hmm. And we all, I still believe, I still believe as, and we're going to get into this, as misguided as we are as a country, I still believe as a country, we all want the same thing. We want freedom, liberty, prosperity, and we, and we want safety, mm-hmm. right? And... We all want the same things, but like we can't get out of our own way. Yeah. Out of just the petty. Yeah, but anyways, but to your point, yes. I, I, I think that the quick reactions back to that point is because we we just are so we have such a ADD type of mm-hmm. uh, culture that we can't even sit in thought before we react yeah. because we have to jump on it and we have to get the the 13 likes right. on Facebook <laughs> to it's feel like, okay, I, t- I did my part. I care. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You had to show what is the, what's the phrase that's become popular the last couple of years, virtue signal. You're signaling how much virtue that you have. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. Dave, David, David's got a microphone today. David, what do you think of, or before we jump into number three, what do you think so far? What are your feelings here? Um, You're a father. Yeah, no, that definitely changed a lot for me because there really hadn't been a shooting since I've been a father. And so that was like, oh, my gosh, I can't imagine. Before you have kids, you just don't understand, really. Mm-hmm. And then once you do. Yeah, it definitely um, puts a different perspective on yeah, it. Yeah, it, was, it, was de- it definitely shocked me more than before I was a, I was a father. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, definitely made me think a lot more about it. Right. Yeah, it hits you. Di- and, and we talked about this a few weeks back about problems don't really resonate until they punch us right in the face. Yeah. Even this, to a certain extent, I'm removed from because it's a different city. I don't know anybody personally there. It stings me because of, you know, just obviously common humanity, but also yeah. being a parent. Yeah. But it would definitely hit a lot different if this happened, you know, 10 miles south of here. Yeah. in Highland Park, or it happened in Prosper, where I live, yeah. it would, my, my thoughts and, and feelings would be ratcheted up even more. Yeah. Um, the, the third thing I thought about, and it leads to what you were saying, it leads to, you know, all these kind of flow together, is the lack of common sense on how to convince people of your opinion and your point of view. You don't get people to buy into what you're, what you believe by berating them and blasting them and blaming them. This is all the Republicans' fault. This is all the Democrats' fault. 
Like that, the, the lack of awareness and common, and again, there's incentives to some that they could care less about really convincing. They're just trying to play to their base. But, I mean, I think about the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. It's not a hard concept to get somebody to like you. You ask them questions about themselves. You get them talking about themselves, what is important to them, what are their goals. That's how you win over people. Win people over. Yeah. And yet, the lack of common sense online in the media of people who, if we were truly trying to work together here on this, this isn't how you react to that. No. You would ask questions. Why do you want more gun control? What do you believe is broken about the system currently? What sort of measures are you proposing that we take yeah. Moving forward, yeah. What sources of what sources of information and data are you using to find this? Let's work to, together. To to okay, so this is where you're yeah. coming from. Yeah, not a challenging question, right? And maybe yeah. what I asked, like, kind of challenge. No, 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 like no, no. That. Uh, not, But not, I think, yeah, you phrase it in a way. Yes. Let's get together in a room. Let's sit down together. All right. What are your goals here? When's the and again, I have no clue how politics works in the in the you know Washington. I have no idea if they really sit down at a table. (laughs) (laughs) That shows how much I know. But do they actually sit down in a room together and ask questions to each other? Or is it just we're going to blast each other on Instagram and and through the media? I don't know. I don't know how it works. But I I do know the best way to approach this would be to sit in a room together. Mm -hmm. And if Tyler, you and I are opposing on something. Okay, Tyler, what, what what leads you to believe that? What are your goals in this scenario? What would you like to accomplish? In a dream world, what does a solution look like? What do multiple solutions look like? If yep. that, that, that seems like common sense. Does that seem like common it sense? It does. It does. <laughs> and, and as we're going through you know, uh, the book, The Coddling of the American Mind, yeah. right, it talks about this. And it, in order to, in order to like, be educated, to make sound decisions... You have to you have to challenge your thoughts, right? And we as a culture, we can't accept somebody, ooh, who are you to challenge my beliefs? Mm-hmm. Like who are you to say that like I I have no right to feel this way? Shame on you. Well, the facts the facts actually say this. Like, mm-hmm. can you provide any facts that that validate your decision. No, I can't, but I believe it. And how dare you for challenging? Even if all of the data points that says that I'm wrong, the science says that I'm wrong. How dare you challenge my beliefs? I know you said that I know that I'm wrong, but I still believe it to be true. So it's true. And it's like, we, as a culture, we can't, we can't have those conversations because we are so emotionally weak because we are so emotionally protected that we can't even comprehend that our politicians have that conversation in a productive manner. That it's like, okay, guys, look, here's a huge whiteboard, and we're going to work together to find this solution. It's, no, 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 no. How dare you? It's gun control. We're going to take all the guns back. Automatic rifles, that nobody should have those. Okay. Let's talk about the data that supports your claim that automatic rifles are responsible proportionally deaths in the United States as opposed to handguns. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Okay, where, where are you? Okay, okay. Actually, automatic rifles are responsible for less deaths than handguns. So 
are you proposing we take all guns? Okay, if that's what you're saying, let's go in and let's say, hey, it's a level playing field. Mm-hmm. Handguns are responsible for more deaths in the U.S. than automatic rifles. So which ones matter? Is, yeah. it, is it the deaths that are associated with rifles? Those carry more weight than the deaths that are taken by or caused by handguns? Help me. But we can't have that conversation. Yeah, and just just picking on you here. Even the way, even your tone and yeah. the way you're asking, and there, even that is oh, can it's be abrasive. seen as aggressive. Because, oh, it's abrasive, hundred percent. Because immediately, and, and again, I'm with you, and yeah. we share we share the same opinion on a lot yeah. of things. Yeah, but I'm just trying to put myself in a position of somebody who didn't feel that way. Yeah. And if somebody starts trying to throw facts at me and they're condescending in their questions, 100%. that's just going to shut yeah. me down. And, and I'm not saying that's what you're no, doing. I'm just no, saying, no, no, but even, I am. Even but the am. nuance of how you phrase these questions a million percent. is important. And I came into this episode trying to be calm and collective. <laughs> and, and I am guilty like everyone else for getting emotionally sure. charged on it. Right? Which and, you're but, a human being. <laughs> but you're exactly right. You're exactly so right. So it's not enough to ask questions. It's you've got to fit. And, what does all this? What does all this take? Yeah, that's the Humility. emotional intelligence that, that I wish we had more of. Um, myself included. It's like okay, if I if I really want to make progress here, how does this person interact? How does this person respond to criticism? How do they respond to aggressiveness? Mm-hmm. How do they respond to data? How do they respond to stories? How, I mean, like start thinking about that, read the person through the conversation. And then now it's okay. It's, I've got to deliver it in a way that actually can be received by this person that I am, that I am talking to. Yep. And you're right. Exactly. Right now, as I'm getting worked up and my voice is getting louder and I'm like, coming, like, you're like, okay, I know exactly what side Tyler leans to because my ego automatically his delivery, starts. Yeah, his delivery is, is in line with that. So I'm assuming that that's where he's at and right. he now is the enemy. Right. And I'm going to get defensive and you're you, right. You're exactly right. Yeah. You've got to come to these discussions, open-minded, open-handed, yeah. not, not accusatory. Yeah. And, and you can't fake that either. Yeah. It's got to be genuine curiosity to what Tyler thinks. Yeah. I'm just a gener- I'm just a naturally curious person. Yeah. And so it, it may be easier for some people than it is for others. I know mm-hmm. it is easier for some people than it is for others, but to me it's not difficult if I want to convince you even if my end goal Tyler is to convince you of my perspective. Yeah. The way I go about that has to be very calculated. Yeah. And has to be like I said open-minded. Because maybe along that conversation, you're going to convince me otherwise. That, maybe I go in thinking one thing, and I, my whole goal is, all right, I'm going to try to convince. And this, by the way, this is free gold for any argument that you yeah, have. Yeah. Is with your spouse. With your spouse, with your coworker, whoever, with your, your five year old freaking kids. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. There's no logic in them. But it's, I'm going to go in open minded. And yes, my goal, end goal is to convince Tyler of my opinion. Yeah. However, yeah. there's a chance here. That he's going to convince me of. But yes, and you have to be open to that. And that's okay. You have to be open right. to that because if you go in closed-minded saying, because what happens is when the other person is talking, they may bring up some very good They probably points, will. Logic, data, yeah. whatever it is. But when you go in closed-minded and saying, hey, I'm, I'm only here to convince you instead of I'm here to have a conversation, what do you do? 
you literally shut out every single word that they say and you're starting to think about your next response and rebuttal and you're just going to grab on a couple words that you can rebuke and you miss everything yes yeah yeah and we do that all the time we're we're listening to respond we're not listening to understand yep yeah and again this seems like common sense but we've lost common sense isn't common apparently (laughs) so instead of listening to tyler's point of views just ready to respond and ready to rebut okay i truly want to understand where he's coming from yeah maybe he's a moron and (laughs) but i'm gonna let him come to that conclusion himself here's the deal is is honestly (laughs) let them let them show how stupid they are (laughs) to themselves how um what and, I, and again, I, you're right. Like, how idiotic they are. No, it's like, <laughs> no, like let them come to their own conclusion by their own, by their own like delivery and their right. own messaging. Because a lot of times when I say stuff out loud, I'm like, what kind of dummy are you? Yeah. Like, I actually heard that when I said it. That makes no sense, right. <laughs> like at all. That's pretty much every every disagreement I have with my wife is when it comes out of my mouth. I'm like, Tyler, you're an idiot. Tyler. Backpedal back out of this, backpedal out of this. <laughs> Anyways, all right. Yeah, no, and that, and that leads to number four, which is you're going to go into that conversation and the chances that you're going to, at the end of it, even if you approach it the best way possible, the chance you're 100% going to agree with each other is pretty slim. But that leads to number four, which is our weird need to have a one-size-fits-all approach. So even if you go and you don't agree on every single issue, the great thing about the, I said, oh, the great thing, that's not the right word for this. The thing about this scenario, this particular issue, is there's a lot of steps that need to be taken. Yeah. So your ideas are probably going to be things that we need to implement. My ideas are probably going to be things that we need to implement. But the point is, it's going to take a lot. It doesn't come down to one single issue of gun control. Or one single issue of my rights. Yeah. Don't infringe on my rights. There's multiple steps that are going to need to be taken here. Security, more security in schools. Mm-hmm. One single point of entry in schools. Uh, do teachers need to be like all these are? There's yeah, so, multifaceted. Yeah, yeah multifaceted. And what, what what does the shooter? What did his life look like? Well, so that's the thing, is, right? Is like the, the leading gun, him up to the situation. Right. So the gun control, the one point of entry, more security, uh, training teachers, all of those things. You're exactly right. Like those reduce, those reduce the devastation of these events, mm-hmm. right? But those are treating the symptom, not those are down. Them. Those yeah. are down the line, right? The steps before that yeah. are the more complicated. Mm-hmm issues yes. right like i think we could come up with a plan fairly easy like it's just it's just time and money honestly to do those things to implement those um like the logistical um barriers to protect yeah. to, to protect our schools um we could come up with those yeah and i think we could probably all agree with on those um well you say that well the the pushback i hear on security and like my elementary school back home yeah has a big iron fence around the entire school. Yeah. And it's not, this isn't a private school. This is a normal public school. Yeah. And there's one point of entry and exit and it's an automatic gate. Now a casual outside observer with no emotion, just looking at a vacuum, like that looks sort of intimidating. Yeah. And that's people's argument. Oh, we're turning these schools into prisons. So (laughs) you and I think, Hey, these are some common things, but 
the pushback is, well, we're not sending our kids into prison. Yeah, every, everybody's <laughs> gonna have everybody's gonna have an issue with everything, no right. doubt. Yeah, but but I do think that like you can arrive at a place like that reasonably, right? Sure. Like you can say, okay, yeah, it does make sense to have more on-site security. Mm-hmm. It does make sense to have uh, automatic locking mechanisms, one point of ingress, egress. I mean, if you want to go as far to say, okay, hey, we're gonna we're gonna put reinforced bulletproof glass on these doors or windows. Like again, it's time and money and people, right? Like we can solve those problems. Right. We just print more money. Like it's no big deal. I was gonna right? say we spend a lot of money and time on stupid shit, so we might yeah. as well do something That's to protect our kids. Right. So okay, so we can get through that. The more challenging, nuanced, and honestly, it's it's the hard answer is. How do we treat the problem? How do we treat the disease that, and I say disease, and I'm somewhat talking about the mental health, but like just the root of the problem, right? Where, what causes, what causes these people to get to a place where it's okay to shoot their grandmother, send a message right after that they did it, Send another message saying, I'm about to go do this. And then to go take the lives of 19 children and two adults. Like, and, and consciously thinking it, planning it, doing it. What gets a person to that place? How, is, how has our culture allowed those people? And again, it's a one in 10 million chance that there is a school shooting mm-hmm. and... It is, and that's not hyperbole. That's the that's a, that's a legitimate speaking. statistic. Yeah. Okay, right. so but um, it doesn't diminish the impact that that was right. I don't I don't want to say oh it's a one in ten million chance. Like you guys relax. Like that's not what I'm saying. But how do we prevent this and make it even more rare? Because mm-hmm. again, you look globally, right? And there there is violence. There is murder because. People are imperfect. Mm-hmm. Like we are going to have people that are sick, that are evil, um, that make terrible decisions. I mean, you, you go to the drunk driving thing. Like it could be a person that's not a bad person, made an awful decision mm-hmm. and killed a family in a drunk driving accident. Right. Okay. Not that what they did is excused. It's not but made a terrible decision. So again, there's a broad spectrum, but how do we get as a country, how do we get to a place where we don't have 18 year olds and we don't have 16 year olds and we don't have 22 year olds. And I mean, shoot, we don't have 60 year olds that are shooting people in Vegas, right? right? Like how do we get to a place where we, we are mitigating that risk even more Mm -hmm. for, I think when you hear one side or the other saying, like, you could have prevented this. Like, can you prevent a tornado from coming? No. No. Like, you can't control everything. That's not, we as humans, we cannot do that. Well, one person or one, like you say, culture, we got to change the culture. And we do. Mm-hmm. And I'm with you. Yeah. It's, it's going to, it's just so complicated. Yeah. It's, and I think this is the point you're getting to. What are what are what is his home? What was the shooter's home yeah, life? Yeah, like? yeah, yeah. But what but, what's the community? But what around I'm saying him? though is there's there's so many nuances and challenges, whether we live in utopia or not. 
Like there is going to be scenarios where there are evil people. Yep. Like oh, yeah. there are going to be scenarios as much as we do addressing mental health, uh, addressing the family. We're, we're going to talk about all these things, addressing the home, male, um, uh, male influence in the homes, like d- men sticking around, taking responsibility, um, disciplining our kids, uh, raising our kids in a way that, you know, that promotes empathy and love. Um, I mean, all of these things that we could be doing better. Yeah. Yeah. You're still going to have, you're still going to have bad apples. Yep. You, you always are. It's, the, never it's need, the whole police yeah. thing, right? You're never going to get hundred percent. It's the whole police violence. Like we are generalizing an entire profession across the board by a dozen or two bad people. Mm-hmm. Like proportionally it's a tiny, tiny amount, but we're generalizing everybody. But how do we, how do we protect our children, our neighbors, uh, strangers, but how do we protect other Americans Mm -hmm. and other humans by mitigating that risk even more? Yeah. Yes. Here's like, you look at, you look at historically, these events have increased. So let's just, let's just, let's move to where we are today in relation to 40 years ago, right? There are less mass, there were less mass shootings then than now. And so one side may say, well, yeah, you have more access to firearms now. Do you? Okay. That's, that's one, that's one thing. So take them away. Okay. That's your solution. I, I would argue that there is a deeper, a deeper root cause of why there's an increase here. Why is there an increase in, uh, sexual predators? Why is there an increase in rapes? Why is there an increase in human trafficking? Why is there an increase in all of these, these heinous, terrible crimes? Be, uh, and again, I think we can, we can trace this back in the last 30 years mm-hmm. to a shift in our culture. And again, these are my opinion. I'm not saying that this is, I'm on what, but what we, what we are, the direction we are going as a country is alarming and there are stats proving that the way we're going isn't working. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just it's extremely complicated. It's extremely yeah. detailed. It requires yeah. pinpoint accuracy, pinpoint discussion, pinpoint oh. um a look an in-depth look at each situation like this let's let's not talk broad terms let's talk this situation specifically yep the child clearly grew up in a home that was not conducive to a successful yeah contributing adult one day yeah that's clear mother had drug issues father was not was not present is not you know was not present was living with his grandma because his mom kicked him out of the house. So this this specific example, not speaking in general terms, this specific example, I don't have the answer to. My hunch is it takes a community around this individual, a neighborhood, a family, to take ownership and take a caring approach to this child. Yep. You bring the child into the world, you have a responsibility to raise them in a way where they eventually grow up and contribute a positive effect to society. Mm-hmm. That obviously did not happen in this scenario. Mm-hmm. 
And again, you're never going to get 100% compliance anywhere that this is going to continue to happen. But in this scenario, there's just so many. And, and the other, just throw another curveball into this situation is all these red flags. Apparently, he cut his own face yeah. at one point. Apparently, he was DMing people. And the armchair quarterback sits back and says, why did anybody report this? Yeah. So to throw another curveball, take yourself back to 14 years old. Yeah. And the weird, and I'm not talking about this kid. I'm just making an example. But the weird kid in your Spanish class in seventh grade is cutting his face. Do you feel a personal responsibility for that kid yeah. as a 14-year-old that doesn't really know him that well? Yeah. No. Yeah. You don't. Maybe we should. Yeah. Maybe we should get 100%. to a point where we do. 100%. But you don't. But you're right. Quit acting like you're, you're holier than thou. You yeah. wouldn't have reported it either. Yeah. Every single person that's listening to this. Knows, knows that kid. You and, know exactly what I'm talking about. And you have been in that situation. Yeah. You're like, I should probably say something. Yeah. But it's, it's going to be awkward. It's, it's awkward. It's yeah. weird. I don't want to get him in trouble. Yeah. There's just so I'm many. not sure exactly. Like, I'm not mature enough to be able to process that information. And every armchair quarterback out there is like, well, we need to raise our kids to be able to do that. It's like, okay, that sounds good, right? If you've got, you've got the right, oh, it's all about in the home. I agree. I totally agree. But, like, it's real easy to say after the fact. Yep. As a 34-year-old, where I sit here today, that is 100% my opinion. Yeah. But as a 14-year-old, I'm taking myself back. Yeah. And the kid I didn't really know that well is doing these weird things. I'm not reporting them. Yeah. And nothing my parents would have, well, my and, parents taught me, and you know, was, great morals, but mm-hmm. it's still an yeah. awkward scenario. And, and again, we, we, we oversimplify things and bypass the nuances to be able to get the rhetoric to fit our opinion, right? Or fit our agenda. And, you know, in this scenario, like a side could say, yeah, you, you should have, you should have said something. Well, the kid was in and out of school. Yeah. So it's not like he was in class every day. Why didn't the teacher say something? Why didn't the community rally behind him and, and pick him up? Well, he wasn't there right. a lot of the time. Like, he was in and out, wasn't going to graduate. Like, he was, he was there sparingly. Like, neighbors were trying to support him and invite him over. But, like, there was that stuff. So it's easy to say, like, it's a community's responsibility to not allow this to happen. Like, I agree I agree. But remember, we talked about this a lot is like we as humans were created to live in tribes and tribes of like 150 people. Mm -hmm. Like any more than that is really hard to process as as a human and our cognitive ability to be able to feel responsibility and act for communities as big as we are. Mm -hmm. Like we've got our physical communities, but then there's now this social media and internet and metaverse community that now takes our communities times a hundred. So it's like, yeah, you could say that, but like we, are we even capable of saying I, we, our community is responsible for every single kid. Like that's a big ask. Now, now with that being said, I do think we as a, as, as a community, as a culture, we do need to step up and we need to say, hey, if I see something and I see someone hurting or I see someone struggling or if I see these signs, not from a, an obligation of like a judicial obligation, like, oh my God, we need to, you're cutting yourself, you need to go to an institution. It's like, hey, um, I, I sense that you're hurting. Like, do you want to talk? Yeah. Do you want to, 
you know, are you doing, can I buy you a cup of coffee? Or, hey, can I take you uh, and buy you a meal? Or like, yes, I do think we need to move that way. But to your point, the reality is, is we are, we are all at different levels of maturity with that because those are not things that we're being taught early on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's the old saying. It takes a village. Yeah. You know, I think about the way I grew up. I had my two parents, thankfully. Yep. Still married to this day. So I had two awesome examples in my home. Not only did I have them, every one of my aunts and uncles yeah. and grandparents and cousins lived in my hometown. Now, again, I know this is rare. I'm just saying, yeah. I'm just giving this scenario my personal experience. See, so you're now, privileged. Yeah, I'm privileged for sure. But so now I know, okay, not only my parents look out for me, if I go do something dumb, yep. my aunt, who is a hairdresser, knows everybody in the city. <laughs> Yeah. And I can't get away with anything yeah. without her knowing. Yeah. So now I've got her watching out for me. Yeah. And I've got other uncles watching out for me. And I've got cousins all throughout the community. Mm. So to your point, it's harder as we grow. It's harder the bigger the city. Like right now, my yeah. scenario is completely different. It's just my wife and I, family-wise, yeah. that's it. Yep. So we're going to have to grow a f community of friends that feel yes. like family, yep. that I give the permission to watch over my kid. Yeah. Not that it's their responsibility to punish my kids necessarily, yeah. uh -huh. but at least they have a watchful eye on But could kids. you do that if your community was the dudes you play video games with? No. Or that you're in chat that's rooms a, with? That's a, that's, a, that's a whole nother. You, that's right. a whole nother, but you nailed it 100% that community when we were growing up was in person, riding our bikes, building forts, yep. you know, playing football, yeah, going, community going now, to church, right, going youth group, right. in softball league, yeah. in, I mean, I remember my dad playing in softball, like, all of us kids, like, yeah. half the year, we're at the softball fields, and, you know, we're all playing together, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yep, yeah, and it's apparent, this kid, his community was online, Yeah. so no personal connections, didn't have any parents he as a personal connection. He could choose who reinforced right. his misguided beliefs. Right. And, and you're right. It's, it's becoming a, a society where our community is now found not personally. It's found through media. It's found through video games. You know, even when we were kids, there were video games, but you couldn't play with other people. Nah. There wasn't that connectivity. You had to literally sit next to the dude right. you were playing with. Right. And so, Crazy idea. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, we're not going to solve it here. Yeah. Uh-uh. But... That's, I I'd agree with you that a good step, uh -huh. you know, downstream steps are more security in schools, yeah, yeah. things like that. Steps before that are what's going on in the home. Yeah. And then maybe somewhere in the middle, and I wanted you to touch on this, and, and I don't know, we can't go on forever here, but I am clueless, like completely clueless when it comes to purchasing a gun. Yep. Never owned a gun. I've shot guns, but I've never owned one, never yeah. tried to buy one, never really... Yeah, it'd be cool to have one, but I don't, yeah. it's not like I'm going out seeking it. Right. And I know you own some guns. So mm -hmm. educate us. What is the process? Yeah. Because I do think there is, some, you know, everybody that wants to scream gun control, gun control, gun control. Mm -hmm. I think it's just human nature that if something's harder to achieve, you're, you're still going to get some that will push through that. But it's just like the Atomic Habits book. Yeah. Right. The more barriers you put in front of an end goal, yeah. the, the more people are going to fall off in the process to get to that end goal. So yeah. my question to you yeah. is, what, how easy is it to get a gun? Yeah. Um, depends where, obviously, right? State by state. So I've lived in, um, in, in my 
in my years of awareness of gun ownership, I've really only been in Texas, California. Uh, I lived in Illinois, which is really strict. Um, they have really strict gun laws there. Uh, I lived in Florida, not familiar with, with theirs. I was only there for a short time. So uh, let me just speak to, to California and, and Texas. As, Arguably at, the at, two yeah. most polar opposites. <laughs> polar opposites. Uh, I would say I would, it's easier in California to get firearms than it is in like New York and, okay. and Illinois. Um, but uh, Which is ironic because Illinois, I mean, every weekend in one city you're having – that's that. Yeah. That's, again, that's another topic. But yeah. that's interesting to hear that. It's, Illinois, it's, it's hard, hard because because it's true, but it's also like, you know, uh, one side of the aisle has used that rhetoric um, and used that those statistics multiple times, and nobody wants to hear it. Yeah, because nobody not, wants to hear it. it let's so let's not go so down that line. Anyway. Let's get back to the so, original. Question. Okay, so so in Texas. Um, anytime that you are buying a firearm from a federally, federally approved dealer, so your Academy Sports, your Shields, so your, your big rifle name. gear, yeah, you, and then your private shops, you, you've got to have a license. There's a lot of hoops to, be a, to actually sell firearms. Okay. Uh, anywhere in the country, there's a lot of hoops that you got to go through. Okay. Um, so anytime that you do, you have a federal background check. So you're filling in all of your personal information. So you're, you're putting. So break, sorry, break it yeah. down for more on like me. Yeah, so yeah. I go, so let's say I want to go buy a gun and yeah. I want to go to Academy to buy a gun. Yep. So yep. I walk into Academy, I say, hey, sell me a gun. What, what's the first thing that they do in that scenario? Well, okay. You, you've picked out your gun. Let's say you already know okay. what you want. You pick it out. Okay. So then they, they will give you a form either on a paper copy or a digital, everything's digital now. Mm -hmm. um, and so you, you say, okay, here, let me see your ID. So they take your ID, they run, they scan your ID, they run a background check through your driver's this license. This is all happening in real time? This is like, all happening right real time. while I'm in the yeah, store? Yeah, right there. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So that, with your driver's license, they can pull up your criminal record. So if you've got a criminal record, they run that right there. Okay. So then you also fill out the federal applica application, which the... Uh, the serial number of the gun is then added to that application so that they know, okay, hey, this, this person, mm -hmm. this social security number is, is purchasing this gun. And there's a number of questions. Like, and again, you fill out name, address, previous address, social security number, um, uh, that's pretty much it, like on your actual, I mean, you, you fill out your personal like information. So you, you got that stuff. But then they go through a number of questions, and then, I mean, it's, it's pretty long. I mean, it takes, it takes a good, you know, 10 minutes of going through and answering questions, and a lot of it has to do with, um, so there's questions surrounding, okay, hey, have you ever been dishonorably discharged from the military? Um, have you been diagnosed with any mental illness? Have you been, have you been treated for any, any mental illness? Um, have you been charged with a misdemeanor? Have you been charged with a felony? Um, are you a resident of the United States? If you're not a resident of the United States, what does your citizenship look like? What country were you born? They ask race. I mean, they ask race questions. Okay, are you uh, are you white, black? Are you you know? There's you know how there's sometimes the different levels, um, and then so they ask all that, um, and then they submit it, and so they submit it in the database, and, and there's there's a couple of different ways. So it usually takes about thirty minutes, like to submit it. And there's, there's two outcomes is, or three outcomes, I guess, is one is it's approved. And in Texas, you can walk out with a gun. 
So that day, that day, after 15 minutes, that's correct. I could ha- I could be going home with a gun. That's correct. Uh, the whole process usually, like from the time you say, okay, hey, I want this, to walking out of the door, it's usually about 45 to okay. an hour. Okay. Um, so then the second option is, hey, um, you're you're under further review. So there's a 48 hour period that mm-hmm. you then your application. So you're is, not walking out of that that day. With then the you're not walking out out of it that day. So, and then the third is you're denied for whatever reason, you right. know, if you fill, you filled out. So here's, here's the, here's the, the problem is, especially on like the mental health side is, Hey, have you been diagnosed with any, any mental illness or mental health? Not really like that? How do you validate that? Right. right. What's the background check on it? Like, do they have access to your medical records? Unless you've got a criminal record that's associated with that. Mm-hmm. It, we're just kind of trusting you right. on that. Right. So. That's that's what's hard, especially about this scenario. And then, and, well, and this scenario, if I'm, he bought his guns legally, bought it legally, went through a, he background, went through a check. background check, nothing yep. popped because he never had a criminal record, right? Nobody's which, ever. Which is interesting because I know police were called a few yeah, times, yeah, right. Not been arrested, but, but not been arrested. And that's and that's kind of where I'm like, okay, maybe there's like some tightening up that we can do on this, and I'm not, and again. I am all about logical solutions here. Absolutely. I'm all about it. I don't, and I think statistics will bear. I don't, I'm not sure anybody who is going to disagree so far with anything you've said as right. far as making the process uh, in depth. More diligent. More diligent. Right. More diligent. Yeah. And, 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 I'm, and that's fine with me because here's, but here's, the, here's the, the counter to maybe one argument, and, and I'm going to pose, is... If you say, hey, we're going to put a five-day hold on getting you a firearm, you cannot walk out on the same day. Who is that going to deter from purchasing a gun? The Ben Gibbs, they're like, sure. Like, yeah, I'll go get one. Like, oh, we're going to go dove hunting? Yeah, I'll go get a shotgun. I got to wait five days? Eh, maybe one of my buddies has one that I can just borrow. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go do that. Right. Somebody that is mentally ill that has been talking about wanting to join the Marines because they want to kill people and is planning on these things premeditated, they're going to wait the five days. Yeah. So the person that is, that is trying to get a gun for that, for that reason and they don't have any background behind it, is it really going to deter those people from, from doing it? I would, my argument is no, it's going to deter the safe gun owners. The other argument is, okay, you've got to go through a gun safety course. Totally agree. Uh, again, very ignorant to the whole process, but I actually, the, part of the reason I, guns aren't appealing to me is because I'm so ignorant to right. them. I don't even, I couldn't even tell you how to load safely, safely load a gun. Mm-hmm. So the fear of that is what keeps me away from right. guns. I totally Ignor- ignorance agree. keeps me away from guns. So, totally agree. So one thing I want to I want to yeah. say all that to say I'm with you. Like yeah. I would actually put my even if it wasn't re- required, I would put myself through right. gun safety. As everybody should. Right. As everybody should. But if you're looking at accidental accidental deaths to mishandling a firearm, the number there 
Oh, it's crazy. Nobody talks about that because right. the numbers are the numbers are small. Or right? not storing it in a safe place Correct. at your home. Correct. Devastating. Right. Awful. And I mean, we know, I know multiple families growing up that like lost a child to that. Oof. Like it's terrible, Jeez. terrible, terrible. But that's not what's causing like this kid, him going to a gun safety course isn't going to stop him from doing what he did. Right. It's the down, it's the, the steps one, two, it's and three. The, it's about. the lawful gun owners. Right. That that are going to, um, that's going to help, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not going to prevent a criminal, an evil person from doing what they're going to do, right? right? But I agree. I think everybody should because here's where it does help, right? Is it does potentially give somebody confidence to say I'm I'm secure and confident in carrying a firearm and I know how to use it if. The, the situation arises that I need mm-hmm. to protect myself, my family, or innocent bystanders. Yeah. Okay. And, and that's that. One thing California um, does really well, I believe, um, that I think. Wait, hold on. I do something well? Used to, at least when I lived there. <laughs> is, um, is their concealed permit course is pretty rigorous. Like to be able to carry a farm in California, a concealed weapon, mm-hmm. is pretty rigorous. And they're, and they, what they, they not only, teach you how to use a firearm, but they, but it's multiple courses. I mean, it takes months to get through this process, but it's multiple courses on when and why to use. And it's, I mean, my father-in-law carried for years and years and years. And, you know, one of the things he talks about them having to do, and I never did it there because I didn't own a gun until I lived in Texas uh, because I don't want to wait three days. Um, But, uh, (laughs) but is, is, if you pull your firearm out, it is because you're going to use it. That is the only time that you, mm-hmm. that you unholster a firearm. Right. And so I think that that's really good because if you see people like in road rage, they'll pull the, their gun out. Because, I mean, in, in scenarios where their life is not threatened and then things escalate and there's some gun violence there. So I do think that that is good. I, again, I'm all about training people. What, the last thing I want is people running around with guns and they have no idea how to use them and their liability. But the numbers of, the number of gun violence or deaths associated with that is, is minimal, mm-hmm. right? That's not what we're talking about here. Yeah. The gun reform. That's why I'm like, okay, propose some logical, some logical gun reform mm-hmm. that is going to stop these events. That is going to stop shootings in Southside Chicago. Like, please, like Southside Chicago. It's illegal to have guns. You can't have handguns. Mm-hmm. What are the shootings? Are all done by handguns? You think that they're legally acquiring firearms in Southside Chicago? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. So, so what is, what is putting these in? What is that going to do? So I am, if, if there are solutions, the problem is, the problem is, is both sides, it's, it's one or the other and it's topical solutions. Nobody's actually saying, Hey, this is what we need to be doing. This is the actual path. Here's why it makes sense. Here's the impact that we anticipate it having. Here are the studies that show why. Here are areas that implemented that where it really works, and they came from that and are now at this. Like, it's all it's all just like like topical. There needs to be gun reform. Okay, cool. So your only response is take away all automatic rifles, yeah, yeah. or semi-automatic rifles from 
law-abiding citizens. Yeah. Who, the only ones that you can find are the people that purchased them legally and went through your background check. Those are the only ones that you, that you know where they're at. That solution relieves me of the work that it's going to take to actually come up with a real solution. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's exactly why right. we come up that's with right. we, we We talked about this in the nuance discussion. The more things get complicated, the more our reaction is to make things simple. Yeah. And how, what's more simple than just take all the guns away? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing, though, man. You talk about simple. And I don't want to oversimplify because it's actually way more complicated. Um, I think a, a lot of Americans are saying, well, what can I actually do? What can I actually do here to make an impact? And it's not a sexy answer. It's not a cool answer. It's not a see results right now answer. But every single parent out there, what you can do is you can invest in your own children. We mm -hmm. talk about this all the time. And we're going to keep talking about this. Me all the time. going on social media, calling a news crew, showing up at a press conference, doing all these things, trying to berate the opposing side to believe what I believe is going to do nothing. nothing. What's going to do something is I raise my four children to love others, to respect others, to build other people up. To have a foundation of identity on who they are and not be manipulated by, by other people, by social media trolls, um, by their performance, to raise them to know that they are loved and they are perfect how they are created. I didn't take that back. Nobody's perfect. But um, they were created to be exactly who they are and they don't need to change for anybody. And pour into them, teach them, discipline them, Discipline them. I'm going to say it louder for the people in the back. Discipline them. <laughs> There's a lot of people listening to their headphones right now. They're so mad at you. Yeah, good. <laughs> good. Hopefully you get mad enough to discipline your kids. Um, but kids thrive within structure. When we, when we open up, just, hey, it's, like, it's literally like, hey, three-year-old kid, um, we are, uh, we're in Palm Desert. Uh, California. I want you to meet me in New York. Good luck. Go figure it out. We are setting our kids up for, for failure by just letting them figure it out. Letting them decide what they want to be, how they want to be. No, our job as parents, our job is to provide, put shelter over their head, to feed them, and then to guide them to be a productive happy, joyful person that contributes to society, okay? And that means, yes, we, we have to be the example of what we want them to strive to be. We're not perfect. Don't act like you're perfect as a parent. In fact, one thing that my wife does really well is she overly shows them, is like, hey, like, mommy and daddy are not perfect. We are sorry. But at the same time, there has to be structure for your kids, and you need to raise your kids, and it's not about the internet. It's not about Netflix raising your kids. It's not about YouTube raising your kids. It's not about teacher raising your kids. It's about you pouring into your kids. And guess what? If you actually invest into your own children as a country, if we invest into our children in our house, my four kids, they're going to have kids. Right. 
and and I pray that they have they have the blessing to have some kids themselves and that they pour into those kids. Mm-hmm. And that they pour into those kids. And along the way, they may influence some people in a positive way because of because of the things that Tiffany and I have done along the way to raise them because we're committed to to raising the kids that I described yep. earlier. Yep. So again, it's not sexy. And guess what? Um, to turn this around, it's, it's not sexy, and it's going to take a while. It's going to take a while. Yep. It's it. Look, we're a cruise ship, right? Like we are not going to stop on a dime and turn around and go the other way. We got to take a massive, mm-hmm. massive, slow-moving turn to turn this ship around. Yep. And we've got to be patient, but we've got to be diligent. It takes. A lot, of, a lot of fuel to turn a cruise ship around. It takes a lot of effort and a lot of time, but what's the alternative? Yeah. I mean, the alternative is flat earthers are correct, and this cruise ship's going off the edge of the earth. <laughs> they might be on something. Hey. <laughs> I don't know. And I know, no. listen, it, it is, this, is, it, this is something that, that we've committed to actually having these conversations um i think i think i'm guilty of it too to be honest ben is that like i'm like all right who are these dudes to speak on this like why do they feel like people care about their opinion um and and if y'all don't i get it i get it but you're Um, still listening yeah i I, but but here's the deal is like i'm not i don't want to force my opinion on on anybody i want you to critically think about it come up with your own decision these are just our opinions, our thoughts, and hopefully you find that there's some logic behind it. But we're going to keep having these conversations mm-hmm. because I think that me not yelling discipline and telling you that you're an idiot on gun reform and stuff like that, like, forget those. But hopefully we can encourage you to have conversations with the opposing side mm-hmm. that um, – is moving towards a solution, a reasonable, logical, effective solution, and not just, not just argument, yeah. and not just taking a stance because you're taking a stance because that's the side that you're right. on. Like let's let's find solutions here because Governor Abbott's taking a ton of heat right now, like it's his fault. But I mean, he said it like this is a terrible, evil event that happened, and it is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. It is unacceptable. The gun didn't commit the crime. The person did. Yep. So let's let's address the real root of the problem and let's create a community that pours into each other. Let's create a community where it's 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 um not an option for parents to be present and be there. Um and if they can't be, that the community steps in and and, and picks up the slack there. Um, but let's let's address the real problem, y'all. After after we have had time to process, after we've had time to mourn, after we've had time to support and love those that have really truly lost something right now. Let's not be the ones that are out there trying to prove an agenda, trying to prove that. Like right now, people desperately need to know that they're not forgotten, that they're not alone, that. Um, this is terrible and, and nobody thinks that it's okay and that we have your back and, and that we, we are going to make this place better and we are, we are going to, 
But right now, we just need to be behind those families. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the, you know, it's obviously extremely sad for the ones that lost their children. It's also sad that apparently, based on all evidence we have at this point, he didn't have anybody in his life that took a true care and interest in him. Yeah. And that's really, really sad that there was not a, and again, I don't know the scenario, just based on the information we have, but it seems as though there was nobody pouring into him in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Which, to your point, what you're saying here is, because that was my last thought, was there's a lot of people commenting. My hunch is, a week and a half later, and again, I'm forward thinking here, is how much the discussion has probably died down at this point. How many people were commenting right after it happened, but how many of those people are out today a week and a half later talking to their local school board discussing with other parents how do we you know bring money together how do we bring ideas together how many of these people are writing or calling their local congressman or their state official how many people are truly taking action how many parents are having conversations with their kids about this right and that that's my point is because the argument well i don't know what to do well start with having conversations with your kids yeah but if you're truly passionate about this and, and you really want to v- signal how much virtue you have, start putting things in action. It's going to require discomfort. You're going to have to do things you don't want to do. But if this is truly something you're passionate about, don't let this just be another event that happens that we just forget about in two uh, weeks. You know what? Yeah, a week and a half. It doesn't really affect me. There's some other news story. Right. Um, don't be the squirrel gosh, or the dog man. chasing the squirrel here. If this is, if you truly do care about this and you say you care about this, put it into action. And if you don't know what else to do, start with yourself and start with your family. You know, if you, if know, you literally have no clue you know what else we to should do. do, I think, you know, from a federal level, um, if you post an opinion about a certain topic, you are then required to go do for every action. post. You're required to do at least four hours of community service serving that whatever opinion That's, that you make on there. That's a mandate I can get behind. Well, so far, imagine the crickets. <laughs> you know, I, I keep imagine thinking, the crickets on social media <laughs> that was implemented. You know, I keep thinking like communism and dictatorships yeah. are, aren't good. But the more we have these <laughs> discussions, the more I'm like, okay, I would mandate this. I would mandate that. So I can very easily see how yeah. my country would turn into a, a dictatorship very quickly <laughs> because I love that idea. If you're gonna make a comment, you've got to now go serve. Support that, that cause. Support that cause. Yeah. You can't just chirp. Yeah. You can't just big, big talker. Yeah. You've got to actually go put your money where your mouth is yeah. and go do something about it. Or shut up. Or shut your mouth. And yeah, yeah. just go about your business. Yeah. But Look, if you're, if if you're, you're going to, if you're not going to care, then don't act like you do. Yeah. Don't act Simple. like you do. It's simple. Ooh, you get me riled up. What again. a mandate. Ooh, I so like far, that. So far in our country, and, and Tyler and Ben, uh, can I be Utopia. Your, can, I, can I be your vice president? <laughs> so or far. Your, your vice dictator? So Yeah, vice dictator. <laughs> <laughs> so far, fitness is mandatory. Yep. yep. The Coddling of the American Mind book is a mandatory read. Yep. And if you're going to make a comment on social media, you better go do some community service on that yep. topic. Like it. Man. Imagine, yes. imagine our country's going to be sick. We just... <laughs> <laughs> we checked off. Now it's just healthcare, bro. That's now, the only now thing we, we got to figure out. Healthcare. Well, we're taking care of that with the, with the best medicine ever, which is fitness. Boom. There you go. Boom. 
Man, uh, I, I hate – this is always a tough topic. Everything we've said today, this last hour and a half, Tyler's talked about this is our opinion, this is our perspective, this is where we're coming from. The point is these are the discussions that need to be had. Yeah. I would love, just like I asked you about the gun scenario that I'm completely ignorant on, Yeah. I would love to have somebody, and let's, let's have this discussion again with somebody who thinks totally different than us. For sure. And let's, let's talk about it with them yeah. and see what their ideas are. Maybe we, maybe a little personal challenge for you and I is to have an episode where we put this into action. Yeah. We sit in a room. Mm-hmm. Now, are we going to solve all the world's problems? No, yeah. but at least we're going to have differences of opinion. Yeah. And we're going to show and model how you go about. Is, this, is that what we need to do? Would you, did we just come up with another episode? Is that what we need to do? All do you right. know anybody that's far left leaning that's like, Completely on the opposite side of anything no, no, we said no, today. Because I only associate. That's with all I do too. I'm only I only so. stay in my echo chamber. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, if you don't if you don't believe what I believe, you're evil. So. <laughs> I don't think anything we said today was outrageous. I, I, I want to say a lot of us would probably yeah, I mean, be I, in line with with. I, I hope taking care of your family. <laughs> I hope it's perceived as logical, but but again. It's my experience, my perspective, right? Sure. And so, sure. so I can't assume that, that everybody thinks that, oh, my gosh, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I can't assume that. Yeah. I can, so I will. Uh, <laughs> anyway, thank you guys for yeah, dealing with us. appreciate you. For, for, and, again, please, please, like, parents, hug your kids tighter. Have that conversation. Be um, – go about today, tomorrow, every day with – gratitude um but then also make sure that um make sure that those that 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 are dealing with loss and and Uvalde and everywhere else make sure that like if you have the connection if you have the relationship just just make sure that you're you're there for them because um we we have so much to be grateful for this is awful this is this is a reminder that like we are a broken system we are broken people um, but you know, again, back to Martin Luther King, when this happens, right? Like darkness can't drive out darkness. Mm-hmm. Only light can do that. Hate yep. can't drive out hate. Only love can do that. Let's remember that. Like, let's remember in this time right now, it's not about now getting into a verbal argument. Cause we know, we know we don't have anybody out there that's trying to throw hands. Mm-hmm. But let's I mean, not I go. Am, but besides me, for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 let's let's not take this as a I'm going to get angry and I'm going to fight the other side. Like that doesn't solve yeah. anything. Yeah. Yep. So I can't can't add anything to that. Thanks, guys. See you tomorrow.